0: Welcome everyone. You're listening to a night at the round table and we are coming to you live from bbsradio.com station two. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm an author and channeler and I'll be your host this evening. And I'm here with my really brilliant co hosts energy healer and bioenergetics expert Vinayak, energy healer Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian Omina McGee, Faction 3 White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. So our guest today is international award-winning conscious musician, ascension guide, and reverend of global ministry, Reverend Dr. Paul Luftenegger. And he will be on in just a few minutes, so we look forward to that. And this is a very interactive show uh, please do call in if you've got a comment or a question for any of the co-hosts or our guest. It doesn't have to be exactly about what we're talking about, but maybe just sort of related to it. So please do call in. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471 or 323 744 4-1. That's 323-744-4841, dialing in the US. So wonderful. To start us off today, we're going to have a short meditation from our friend Omina, and then we'll bring our guest on. So, Omina, I'm going to pass that talking stick to you now.
1: Thank you. And thank you, everybody else, for joining us. And hopefully, when after we're done with this meditation, that each individual will repeat it as often as you can. I'm gonna see if I can record it because I want to do that. Recording in progress. So for everybody, we are I'm going to do a meditation on healing for the tragedy that's happened in Texas. And whatever else directions I get in this healing. The meditation is about healing. And I will go totally by what my masters will help me with. So I would like all of you to get very comfortable. Definitely get into a place of peace. Give your ego another job so that your mind is clear on can focus on this meditation. I would like you to close your eyes, sit down in a comfortable chair, your palms are facing up, resting on your knees. Take three cleansing breaths so that you can let go of the day's annoyances. as you might say. Anything that you've seen in the news, I would like you to allow it to go on a barge and let the river take it away. Any preconceived notions, any judgments, anything that might interfere with the healing and the compassion. That we
2: need in this healing. So as you sit there. And you're comfortable. Make sure you're comfortable. This is a healing you can take in for yourself. And a healing that we are going to do. A universal one I would think. Keep your eyes closed. And as you sit there. I want you to open up your third eye. Even if you can't open it, imagine that it's opened. And focus on the view. Your third eye is going to expand. And you're sitting in a meadow. It's a very beautiful
1: green, yellow, every color under the sun. The The meadow is surrounded by trees all the way around. It is a circle meadow. And all the way around you, these gorgeous trees are a barrier. You are looking in on the meadow. And you're going to
2: walk down 10 steps. And as
1: you walk down the 10 steps, you view the meadow and there is a circle of chairs. The chairs will appear as the circle gets bigger.
2: And you go from number 10 to number 9, number 8. And each step, you're letting go of your worldly thoughts, possessions, everything you can think of. You're on number 7. And as you climb down to number 6, you're going to feel your energy shift. You become lighter. You start peeling off all the slice, annoyance, all the trouble that we have. Go to number five, number four, number three. And as you descend to number two in front of you, you look up to the clouds and you see this beautiful golden disc. It doesn't look very big out right now. And
1: as you go to number one, you find the pathway to the circle of seats and you find your seat. Now you can invite whoever you want to this seat. Your guides, your loved ones that passed over, people that are in your life now that you're very close to.
2: You can invite them to come and sit with you. It is going to fill up of souls you don't know, not consciously you don't know. And we are all one where we are right now. All the souls are going together. And the disk begins to lower and become bigger as it becomes lower you are all sitting watching this phenomenon. It becomes bigger. It's beautiful. It's gold, many shades of gold. On the rim, it's very, very beautiful, soft white. It is now landing on grass.
1: As it lands on the grass, it spreads out its aura all over the crowd. On the edge of the crowd up against the
2: trees, we have witnesses. We have invited every member of the US government. They are witnessing this phenomena. They most certainly are invited to join in the healing, join in receiving the energy. And as we sit there and focus, on this beautiful golden disk, what rises about this beautiful golden disk are all the souls that passed away in the tragedy in Texas. On the outer souls you have the Columbi tragedy souls. Out of that you have the new town. They are all there offering healing. Two All the families are left behind who are broken hearted and who are suffering. We are all members of this beautiful healing group. We are all able to receive the healing. We are all affected by these tragedies. Because when one is hurting, we're all hurting. When one is healed, we are all healed. We are
1: spreading that beautiful golden light out beyond the trees where all the witnesses from the government, from any witnesses wants to come in from the world
2: and witness this phenomenon. Hold it for the count of ten and this beautiful disc begins to become stronger and stronger and stronger until you no longer can see nothing or any other soul other than this beautiful energy that you are filled up with, that you see through your third eye. And if you look up a little higher and see all the Ascended Masters, all the angels, all the guides, all the fairies,
1: all the higher realms, that are pouring this beautiful healing energy into our souls, into our minds, into our bodies.
2: Soak it up. Heal your broken heart. Heal any sorrow that you have suffered in this lifetime. Clean up the energy and allow this beautiful healing
1: energy especially for the survivors, because the souls that are in the circle that have passed over are whole, happy,
2: healthy, and wealthy where they are.
1: And they're pouring out the healing energy to those who are left behind as affected by the tragedies. Even if it's vicariously
2: trauma that you're affected by, give it up into the Golden disc. The golden disc has the power to take it away and transmute it and hopefully heal the hearts of hatred, prejudice, heal the hearts of those left behind who are brokenhearted, the loss of their children, of their wives, and the wife whose husband died of a heart attack today she was killed in the school. Her husband died of a heart attack today, leaving four children. Hold them in that circle, in that beautiful golden circle. Any time you think of these tragedies, visualize the golden circle because it holds the healing and you can send it to them like a disc. You can send it out every time you think of. So sit with it for 30 seconds. Inhale deeply. Feel it going through your body. Feel it sweeping your body all the way to your toes. And allow it to come all the way back up again. And have a run one through the top of your head. And thank your masters, your guides, your loved ones, for this opportunity of healing. And when you ready, you come back up the steps and join us in the room where we are tonight. Amen.
0: Very, very beautiful. Thank you so much, Omina there's so much healing uh, to be drawn in and allowed and accepted and called upon now.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I haven't felt the same since Tuesday. Um, This is, it's very, I don't want to say some exactly imbalancing, but it, it, you have to work to regain your center. After hearing about something like this. uh, Yes,
1: it's uh, totally knocked us off our center. And I'm hoping it's knocked everybody enough to where they're woken up. Yes. Instead of giving us, I was listening to some of the news, not a whole lot of it. But, you know, they go into all this detail about what the police did, what the police didn't do. This guy put it up on Facebook. He was going to do it. He put it on Facebook that he shot his grandmother. this kid did okay and it's like i don't want to hear all the talk and i want some solutions yes yes because they're only repeating the same madness over and over and over and they go in deflecting with all this investigation they're doing well train the police don't arm school teachers it's not their job so i'm hoping whatever audience we have in the united states Around the world, protest, demand we're the only country that has so much murder by guns.
3: Mm.
1: No, I had a conversation with a woman the other day, and she's saying how how the um media is hyping the whole thing, and people should be able to have guns and you know, I said, I don't have a problem with somebody having a personal gun for their safety. No 18-year-old should be able to go in and buy two assault rifles. They don't belong on the street. Well, she wasn't agreeing with me. And I said, you've got grandchildren. She goes, yeah. Imagine, I said, just
2: imagine that they walked into your grandchildren's school and you think it's okay for them to have guns. Mm -hmm. They walked in and you
1: get word that two of your grandchildren are dead. What did that feel like? Because that's what, these parents are going through now. If you can't feel that, go to therapy.
0: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because there's that very, very basic ethical level that too many people live on probably, which is that I don't really care until it happens to me. And then a notch up from that is, okay, I guess I care if it happens to somebody I know. And then, of course, a notch up from that is I care if it happens to anyone and so on. And um, we, we need to care about everybody at this point. Well, so, it, yeah.
1: don't go around telling me, just don't go around telling me how you're doing this, and you're doing that, and, you're doing, and it comes down to something like this, yeah. that you can only be in one or two places. You're either judging or you're in compassion, which yeah. is it going to be? Yeah. That's all I have to say. I'll pass the talk and <laughs> okay. unmute myself because I could <laughs> really get on a soapbox.
0: All right. Thank you, Amina. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I just want to quickly read The Law of One and then we're going to introduce our guest who is, uh, I feel, here quite providentially because his work, um, his energy work and his his music, which is energy work, is just so healing. It's just the, the quick quote we'd like from The Law of One. We are all one. When one is helped, all are helped. Therefore, in the name of who I am, And I am one with all there is. I ask that only that which is for the higher good of all happen now and always. I give thanks. And then it would say something like, and so it is, or so might it be. All right. So we've got a brilliant gentleman here this evening. The Reverend Dr. Paul Loftanager, who is a conscious singer, songwriter, composer, and an interfaith minister. He has a doctorate and ministry degree and is also a certified Heal Your Life teacher, which is Louise Hayes' modality. Dr. Paul of Teneger is a child of God, source, spirit, a musical medium, clairaudient, and a channel. <clears throat> Excuse me, an ascension guide, ascension master, spiritual coach, uh, guide, and non-denominational interfaith minister working with the Diamond Light Council of Angels archangels, ascended masters, and saints of divine love, supporting souls on their journey. Paul's an alchemist of divine omnipresent holy love, working with and through sound and vibrational God-source consciousness. Paul's focus is on the light body, chakras, and plasma energies. He uses positive, kind, loving, conscious music, to support souls in remembering and reattuning to the sacred holy technologies of the beloved through the heart-soul-spirit connection by a vibrational, emotional, energetic frequency intelligence with source. Paul works for and with source or God's divine love. Answering the call to serve and support souls is a sacred instrument and vessel of the beloved. His conscious music is used all around the world in healing centers, hospitals, hospices, spiritual celebrations and retreats, workshops, clinics, churches, temples, synagogues, spas, schools, seminaries, and more. What I find really astoundingly beautiful is that... um, When Louise Hay was honoured at her 90th, which is also her last birthday on this earth in San Diego, California, she was honoured with Paul's conscious and utterly beautiful music. He was part of that celebration that was broadcast around the world and the internet. And in 2017, Louise Hay transitioned peacefully while listening to Paul's music, which is so, so amazing, I feel. Um, His focus is on nurturing self-worth and self-love within the listener. And he's a leader in this new genre of music that he calls conscious healing music to empower the listener's heart and soul to thrive with divine love frequencies. And Paul's been invited to the NGO division of the UN headquarters in New York City five times to speak and sing his conscious music for the International Day of Yoga, the International Day of Women and the International Day of Peace. In 2017, Paul helped 2,000 people in need receive free hearing aids in Vietnam. And he's just had a host of awards for Diamond Light, the song, and the album. His eighth album is titled Spheres of Love. We'll hear some of that this evening. And it's just, um, as he said, it's, it's a new body of work receiving incredible gratitude from around the world, including from thought leaders such as Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, I love what Oprah Winfrey commented on Paul's music. Lovely, lovely, lovely! You bring great solace, peace, comfort, and joy. And Dr. Christiane Northrup has said that Paul's music and voice go straight to the heart. He's a combination of soulful innocence and extraordinary music ability, with a great source a sense of humor. And he appeared live on Dr. Northrup's Hay House Internet Radio Show. Um, and New York Times bestselling author, Esther Hicks, has written to Paul that she says, sitting here with happy tears flowing as I listen to your beautiful music. Uh, Anita Morjani, also best-selling author, says, I love your music. I bought all the albums, listening to them over and over. Thank you for sharing your music with the world. There's almost too many awards here to mention. <laughs> we'll be here all night. Um, but I just want to say welcome, Paul. And so glad you're here. And it's so perfect you're your music, your whole life energy, I feel, is is so important to healing, and you've even got this beautiful phrase you sing in um, in one of your songs, "Come on and heal the world." So, uh, welcome. Very glad you're here.
4: Oh wow, that was quite a big um, that was quite a big read, and thank you for sharing. Sitting here, I'm kind of um, I feel uh, almost uh, in awe of the fact that that could even happen. To be quite honest. And I just have to say that meditation we shared tonight was absolutely gorgeous. I'm so grateful that I was a part of this. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit because I, I want a bit of your input, at least, on um, what has happened in the U.S. and how you feel conscious music, particularly at a time like this, whether it's for this country or any other, because certainly there are Countries that are in perpetual war, you know, and have been um, for decades. So it's not like we're the only ones who suffer, but you feel it most poignantly when it happens on your own doorstep. And um, I, but I want to start to begin with, you know, your life led you down a conscious spiritual path. It seems straight from the start. You came in as quite a curious young soul, and. In your music, I know, for instance, you you know, you talk about Growing Up in a Small Town, one of the uh, tunes on, on Spheres of Love, your most recent album. I feel like from what you've said about your Catholic upbringing and how supportive your parents were, that you were able to move beyond the dictates of Catholicism and maybe some of the narrowness of it. But I'm wondering, was there ever a clash there? And did you have to push your way out of some of those teachings to get where you are now?
4: Well, that's a big question. Um, oh. here's, here's the thing. Um, I feel like I chose to be Catholic before coming for a reason. Um, and I think it was to enable me to have a spiritual identity before I re- left my youth, let's just say. And it was very good for me, actually. That I have, I'm very grateful to the Catholic um, teachings that are of the non-dogma sort of style, if you will um and that being said i feel like it was a starting stepping point in my life but i also had incredible priests that were part of my um, my early childhood which i i wouldn't be the man that i am today without them actually so i think the the catholic people that i've known in my life I'm, i went to a church actually called holy angels um and it was a beautiful experience with my family before i think i left that cocoon of my childhood um, and I'm very. I always felt like I was at home in the church with God, so um, that was a big part of my my upbringing. And then obviously, I there's certain things that I I've, I've changed over the years, and I don't feel like I need a mediator from myself and God now. Um, I think a priest is a wonderful guide, but I think that there comes a time in our evolution spiritually where we have to then become one with God, Source, call it the universe, whatever we like. Actually. Um, someone recently just said, call God pepperoni, it's okay. <laughs> and I have to say, you know, this is sort of where I'm at as an interfaith minister.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I'm wondering, it maybe the whole world is at that place that you're describing without fully realizing it yet um, and reaching for a bit more. Um, I think there's an awakening happening that most religions are part of the old construct, the old earth. And yes, there's some beauty to be found in many of them. Um, But maybe we are, like you say, moving past the need for a mediator. Mm -hmm. Um, Really wonderful. You know, you describe your role as an alchemist of divine, omnipresent, holy love. You work through sound and vibrational God source consciousness. Um, And I find that fascinating because I have been feeling that we're going beyond language on this planet. We're starting to become increasingly intuitive and telepathic. People talk about this internet where we're all interconnected in consciousness and becoming increasingly aware of that. And I'm wondering, though, there must be a lot of musicians out there. I used to wonder when I was a kid in the 60s and 70s, what, you know... Does this person realize what they're saying? I would feel sometimes like one musician or another was moving into the light in ways that the music industry didn't really want them to be moving into, or um, they were wanting to impart some truth that uh, people would say, well, stay in your lane. That's not for you. And, you know, is it possible for the well-intended musician to offer music that has a healing quality vibrationally, even though without maybe even realizing it, even though they don't, um, they don't call themselves a conscious musician?
2: Hmm.
4: Well, the answer would be um, yes to everything um, that you've just said, I believe deeply. Um, I think what's really interesting about music, which a lot of people don't really think about, or at least perhaps maybe it's expanding in, in its awareness. The reality is, is that it's interesting where the voice is when you're a singer. It's between the heart and the mind, right in the middle. And I think it's interesting that you also have to breathe through the upper to get to the lower and it crosses over the voice. So I think, first of all, there's music with the voice, which is unique. And then there's music with an instrument. Both are full of soul and vibrations from within. So I think what's really interesting is that as as a singer or as a musician, we essentially bring our energy outside of our body into either an instrument or through our voice. And it's from the inside to the outside world, but then it goes into another person for it to be really received. Yeah. And I think when you realize the music comes from inside to the inside of another human being, this is not a small thing. And I think we need to really understand that music has not increased in price. It's actually been lowered and devalued in price I don't believe it's actually gone up since 1970, if my information is correct. And I think we need to look at our value systems today more than ever before with what we're talking about, what happened just this week. Our values are being tested right now. And I think that we need to get to the bottom of it, actually, sooner than later. <laughs> and I think we need to recognize the inside space when we share it harmoniously with another human being, another soul. The signature and the frequency between that and harmony, in peace, in the namaste vibration something happens and i know that in this group we have that going on right now i can feel it um i can i know just by starting it this way it, it's present we're all in alignment that way um, and i think what music does is it does the same thing that we did at the beginning of this that can be done very quickly um effortlessly really because it's a recording and the one thing that i've made a point of doing is every single song that i've created is does not have third party money in it because it has clear energy that was given to me as a gift from others that's in the music. And that's a very different frequency. So it was created clean. So it doesn't have any, you know, any, any organization or I don't owe anyone any money and I own all of my own, my own music. And there's a frequency in that. And the more it's played with love and experienced with love, that love goes into it. And it's like a conscious battery that is constantly in the quantum evolution, so I really I think that we need to really look at, you know, when when we're in music with a musician or with someone, the intention, who's involved, what's going on, because all of that frequency is in it. And I think that the music industry is loaded with, um, you know, some really concerning kind of people involved that don't really understand the intention of what music is. So. I just wanted to sort of, that was a big question that you asked and I need to sort of answer it appropriately. So,
0: <laughs> No, that's fine. Whatever you decide to share is fine because really my questions, you know, I just wanted to assure our guests, my questions are just springboards for you to use to say what you feel is important right now. And yeah. I think it would be great if um, our producer Don could spin one of your tracks off of Spheres of Love. I would love that. Is there a particular tune that you feel would be helpful considering what we've been through uh, especially in the U.S. this past Absolutely.
4: week. Absolutely. And I actually, while you were while we were in that meditation, right after that, I instantly, um, and I wanted to just bring up the angels, the archangels in particular tonight. And I've had this guidance this week, but I want to bring up Archangel Michael, which is the angel of the North tonight. I'd like to bring up Archangel Gabriel, which is the archangel of the South tonight. And I'd like to bring up Archangel Raphael, which is the angel tonight of the East. And I would like to bring up Archangel Uriel tonight, which is the Archangel of the West. And I'd like to just have everyone that's listening right now just sort of embody and understand just the directions of that purity around us. So north, south, east and west, wherever you are. And just to bring that together first. And the song that I'd like to bring into focus tonight is the, um, the Angels Are Listening, which is uh, track number seven, I believe, if it's numbered correctly.
0: All right. Wonderful. Um, Don, when you, could you do the angels are listening? Could you spin that for us, please? And do you want to do the whole song, Paul? Or what do you think? Just the first I, minute of it? or
4: I think it would be good if it's, if it's possible to do the whole song. And we'll just do this one tonight. I feel good with okay. that. At least, you know, if we, if we have time later, perhaps. But I think the whole song would be helpful with the energy that we've had. Oh,
0: beautiful. All right. Thank you. Yes, Don. Thank you.
3: This And be sure to ask for strength.
0: Beautiful, very powerful song. Um, because one of the things I think that happens when people go into shock is that they forget to ask for help. They close down very self protectively. And also the mind kind of goes blank. And if somebody who loves them sees they're in trouble, they may not even know if it's okay to offer help. And um, they may feel like particularly if it's a a gentleman who's having a rough time, other men may just back up because this guy is at an emotional level and I don't know how to deal with that from other men or I don't want to embarrass him by seeing him, you know, uh, when he's crying or whatever it is. And um, it's. It's so important. Uh, teenagers also not always good at asking for help, and they're the ones who need it the most. And uh, I would appeal to our audience if you're experiencing what Amina would talk to us about a few weeks ago, which is vicarious trauma, which I have felt um, these past few days pretty strongly. And um, if you're experiencing uh, or going through a re-experiencing of, of trauma or grief because of what happened in Texas this week or any other reason, Uh, Please, you can always call in angels. You can always call in help from above whatever you want to call it the universe source. You can always knock on that door and say I need help. I command forth plenty of resources and help to assist me right now. You don't even have to say please help this help me kind of like you're in helpless state um, because you're never helpless. It just feels that way. Call it forth with a lot of authority. And I mean, I do this thing where I yell at my spirit team <laughs> when I expect some action. And interestingly, what they bring me isn't always an immediate outer solution to whatever I'm experiencing. What they bring me is a renewed perspective and help me to calm down and quiet down and see things from a higher level. And that's what it's going to take. And yes, I believe action as well in terms of uh straightening up our country, but um, very, very beautiful. So again, if you've just tuned in, we're speaking with Reverend Dr. Paul Luftenegger. And how do you feel that that song will relate to where people are right now, Paul?
4: Well, first of all, I love everything that you just shared because I think that we're at a time where we need to remember that we are very powerful spiritual beings. And I think it's a time where we sometimes forget that, especially in these sorts of circumstances where we're in, these challenged moments of trauma, let's we'll call it, because um, I think that's really what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And it's traumatizing to see others hurt others. It's traumatizing. It, it does something to us. It's it, it goes against our natural organic vibrations of love. And I think that we're on the planet with very sensitive people, very sensitive souls right now. I think that's why we in, agreed to incarnate right now, Um, I know it's why I'm here. Um, It's why I agreed to incarnate during these challenging times because we're holding the power that we are starting to remember that we have. And I like to just remind people that, you know, if you're in trauma, the most important thing to do is just all you have to do is breathe. You don't have to do anything when you're in trauma. And I think to, to remind yourself just to breathe is enough. Just to be here with your breath is enough. You don't have to do anything. And, you know, beyond that, then as that starts to nourish you, um, something happens within you where you, you just allow the breath to just where there's breath, there's life and there's presence in that. So I love what you said. I think this song in particular just reminds, reminds us that we're not alone. You know, we're not alone in this. Um, and I think to remember that when you feel alone, just to ask for help and just to remember that when you ask for help in divinity, it always comes because you ask with love and you are always provided what you require to nourish your your life force energy so i know and i will speak to just one thing i just want to mention to those that don't know me um my life changed in 2011 when my father took his own life
2: Mm.
4: and i very much that morning was march the 6th 2011 to just put a date on it and i will never forget it because i asked for help that day and All of that list that you read before we started on the show of all of the things that I've done, I take no credit for that. That is God. And Mm -hmm. I say this with humility, it's taken a lot of hard work, but all of that list has been because people are good, and people are here to help us, and we are divinely provided what we ask for. And I've prayed a lot, I've taken a lot of, you know, a lot of action in my life these last 11 years, and it's, you know, I've traveled the world, and I've met people that remind me that there's two worlds going on right now there's one of love and there's one of fear and you have to choose what world you want to be a part of and i chose love and i had a message from god very clearly at the beginning of my work was become love expanding love every single day first for yourself and then when that's good you share love expanding love with some action in your day every day so that you are of service in some capacity because that light nourishes you so that's just the one thing I wanted to say just sort of in response to everything we sort of shared so far
0: you know and because of what you've experienced Paul and thank you for sharing that um, your music especially deals so perfectly in the kind of healing that people need um, and this is why it's used for suicide awareness and, and prevention campaigns uh, in U.S. and Canada really beautifully. And I feel like this is something you're right. This is something you came in to do. And it all works together so perfectly, even though I'm sure you spent several years just, you know, just trying to deal with it. It is so hard to lose a loved one and realize they're not going to be around physically anymore. And um, in terms of suicide, which is up apparently 42%, particularly amongst young people uh, right now, um, this is a especially a very intense, very relevant and current issue that all of us need to be aware of. And um, I think just holding the light within yourself, treating everyone with kindness. And then if you want to go further, um, and volunteer to work with young people or volunteer to work with those who are having a rough time, whether it's substance abuse or being unhoused or being a single parent or whatever it is, that's wonderful. Not everybody's going to be able to do that, but we can ask, what can I do to help? Absolutely. So now I'm wondering, Paul, when you go out to play in front of people or you go to record in the studio, are you consciously setting out to heal people with your music or is it Is it mainly creative self-expression or a mixture?
4: Well, so uh, it's a big question. So I have eight albums. I have almost 100 songs so far. Mm -hmm. And my whole collection, I need to just sort of explain what it is. is It's an ascension guide in vibrational intelligence and emotional integrity. Mm -hmm. So it started, you know, obviously I started singing in 2011 again, the year that my father died. And as I ascended with God as my guide, quite frankly, literally at the piano every day, um, music flowed through me. So I channeled this through me with God. And so I'm very much, I like to explain that what I really am um, is sort of like a piano tuner to help the soul sort of just get back in alignment with the divine within. However you, you know, however your operating system you know works is fine there's no right or wrong here but i just help people get into that center space so to answer your question each album is very different and unique so i'll just say the titles of, of the albums the first one that i did was blessings from above which is the cardinal laws so as above so below as within so without and then the second album that i did from that was worthy and self-worth is very important sort of as that number two and then number three in this was Love Expanding love Number fourth album is, um, uh, sorry, I mixed this up. Diamond Light, actually, my apologies, was actually my number three. And Love Expanding Love was my number four. And further from that was um, Moving Into the Miracle of You. And that was with Anita Morjani with the other side sort of coming through this. And then it moved into Faith, Seeds of Peace. And my last album is Spheres of Love, which is all about becoming sort of whole, And allowing yourself to be fragmented, you know, you can be broken and whole. You can be fragmented and whole. And I think that we need to remember in these times that we are sort of fragmented, a little bit broken, but in that brokenness, we're also whole. And, you know, the paradox, I just want to share, like, one of the reasons why I did this last album, I really actually didn't want to do this one. And God was very clearly saying to me, it's time for you to do an album. And it was 2021 and I was struggling. I was very depressed actually in 2021 uh, with the state of the world, um, which I think we're experiencing so much of that right now. It was heavy for me. And I thought that I was sort of getting to this wonderful space and then COVID happened. <laughs> and I just wanna to speak to this because I think that if we're struggling, it's okay. So I, I remember very specifically having this moment with God where i was like I, I don't think i have this in me to give i think you're wrong i'm i said no no i said no 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 not doing it and i sort of put my foot in the in the sand so to speak and said you know not going to happen and then i started having this moment with God where it was god was just like well i will i will help you and i had this message very clearly so i just decided to to sit down at the piano and very quickly I just said to God, you know, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to really help me because I don't have much to give right now. And what happened is song by song started to show up for me in this album. And it's very different than my other work uh, because of the time that it was written in. And I also feel that it speaks to some very important things about being broken and whole. Um, And this, this whole concept... Um, took nine months to birth. It's the most expensive album that I've I've actually made, and what's really interesting, it was done actually um, in September, which is the ninth month. And um, what I think is miraculous is the major donation came from someone in Russia, which was almost a fourteen thousand dollar donation of this man that had a miracle with my music in Russia. And I just think that's so fascinating right now, especially, you know, everybody is speaking to the Ukraine and of course we need to, but I I'm concerned about Russia, um, Russians, because I know many Russians that are beautiful. And I just, you know, I think we need to remember that we share this one planet. We are one crew. And I think in this album, that sphere reminds us that love is round and whole. There's no end and no beginning. Um a sphere is sort of the shape of of my soul is how I feel, um which is why I actually sort of titled it this because I feel the soul is round there's no there's no um everything's equal distance in it, and round has no sharp edges either, and it reaches out very beautifully energetically as is a round orb um so this this album has that energy in it um so that's sort of the answer I guess. <laughs>
0: That's fine. That's wonderful. I I love the lyrics of Broken and Whole. And I, I, as soon as I saw that, um, when I first started listening to the album, I thought that's so great because everybody has brokenness and yet everybody has wholeness at the same time. And even say at one point, you know, I'm a sinner and a saint. I'm rich and poor. I'm gay and straight. I'm black and white. I'm so successful, but I feel I often fail. I love to love in a world that loves to hate. And it's um, and then, you know, you end up just saying that you're, you know, a piece of it all. It's very, very beautiful um, because you also say I'm so lost and always found. Everybody is everything. And life experience to me, this is something else that I wanted to ask you, because it feels to me that your music beautifully balances this extreme fragility vulnerability of being human with the fact that we are nevertheless connected to eternal source and the two things are so strange some days and i have not felt that more acutely lately than i have the past month and especially this past week and i think that you you celebrate that which is very very beautiful um and i have to thank you for that because um a lot of people don't like paradoxes that they're, they're kind of annoyed by them especially in the u.s culture we want everything to be very clean and straightforward and it's not always the poet is going to understand that it. no it's all a matter of juxtaposing uh, apparently um, opposing forces at times but i just want to quickly ask about the diamond light council that you work with and these are angels archangels ascended masters saints of divine love so you call on them do you speak with them intuitively how does that work exactly it's just sounds yeah, so
4: <laughs> the diamond light um you know this is a really interesting experience that i went through and you know i'll share this so it goes into the 12 stranded dna for me so the diamond light i think it's interesting when you start looking at um diamonds in particular first of all they're they're carbon which is a carbon-based environment as we know earth is And it also is interesting because in carbon, when it's compressed, it's able to really fragment light. So I feel like it's very connected personally to the 12-stranded DNA. And my counsel has always been to connect both sides of the double helix with the divine diamond light from God or source, universal love that way. So when you bring that into our body, I always like to bring up the DNA and just allow it to really just cleanse the DNA within us. And it's very important that we do this right now, I believe. Um, and this, this particular Diamond Light Council that I work with, you know, I, I just want to bring up someone that was very much a part of my youth was um, Sylvia Brown, actually. So she's been a part of my team through the veil. Um, I will say Louise Hay as well. You know, it's no coincidence that Louise Hay, um, she sold 65 million copies of a book, which reminds people that they can heal their life. Um, I think more spiritually, if I really were to say that, that's where it all begins. So I think, you know, just that important nuance of her work is so powerful because it's tried, tested and true because it's all about divine love for self. When you love yourself, you don't hurt other people. This is is what I've come to learn over these last, especially these last 11 years. And we are so cruel to ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. I know I'm one of those people that I think as a sensitive person, it's very easy to become lost in our sensitivities. But I think Louise reminds us. So to go back to the Diamond Light Council, it's about self-love and really loving our flesh, loving our soul, our mind, our heart, our spirit, all of it and allowing God's love to penetrate our being and to fill us up and refresh us. And with that refreshment in worthiness, um, that diamond light really begins to flow a a plasma vibration of divine love, of source within. And, um, you know, just the diamond light council for me, um, I will say Masaru Emoto's with me. Um, You know, these are all souls that have been with us. Wayne Dyer is a part of my council. Um, These are very powerful, beautiful souls that came to earth to help these times that were way showers for all of us. And we're the ones that were given the baton to carry on. And I really feel that that's really what's going on right now. And, you know, our world is shaking right now, Um, you know, and I think we need to be gentle with each other as we unite community again, because we have to remember that heaven is a vibration, You know, it's, it's a vibration and a frequency and it's found within our heart. I believe that deeply. And when we start there and we just start to love that space first, it starts to amplify outwardly. And I think you find other people that are in that same frequency and vibration, the more you work with that. And that's what we do together here in this, you know, we've united together because of our soul frequencies of love tonight. And when we do this constantly, something happens in the ethers so that's the diamond light and we're, we're we are that tonight
0: wonderful absolutely wonderful i just want to ask one more thing paul which is that um you know you sang and spoke and then i'll i am happy to open the floor as well to my co hosts and again if anyone want would like to call in um let me see here. I'm sorry. I've just temporarily mislaid where the numbers are. 888-429-5471. Or you can call in at 323-744-4841. So that would be to call into station two at bbsradio.com if you want to ask Paul a question. Um, But, you know, I noticed on your website, which is uh, be Kindness, B-E-E, as in the little fellows that buzz around whom we've really got to protect these days. Um, you sang and spoke at the Stand Up for Humanity event, <clears throat> excuse me, at Lincoln Memorial in 2019. And that was after there were mass shootings in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas. And I wonder, you know, did you sense then or do you sense now things shifting in human consciousness to start drawing a line and stop. In other words, us no longer standing as passive observers or onlookers anymore, but really caring and being very much more conscious that the world is only going to shift once we stand up and do that. Once we shift it and decide to protect our children and protect our communities. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to describe that experience or anything about it, I would love to hear it.
4: Yeah. So that was a really beautiful night. And, um, you know, it's a really interesting, you know, I'm a Canadian, I should say that, um, first of all, and I'm, of course, a citizen of the world and the universe and the omniverse, as I like to say. (laughs) Um, But the reality is, is that I, you know, I think it's interesting as a Canadian traveling to America, we are brothers and sisters in a way, right, as countries. Um, And I think it's interesting, because I remember being at the Reflecting Pool. And the idea was that we had a Stand Up for Humanity event, which was founded and you know created by the Unity Minister at, at um, in Washington, D.C., a friend of mine. And she invited me to do that event while I was on a mountain in India, <laughs> which I thought was fascinating, singing on a mountain at the Brahma Kumari headquarters. Wow. Yeah. In <laughs> and so that being said, so I said, yes, of course. And you know, I flew down to Washington D.C., and it was a very important moment because I felt it was much more galactic, to be quite frank with you. Um, and what was really interesting is that uh, quite a few Brahma Kumaris were on the stage, sharing you know the stage with me, as well as um, Doctor uh, Michael Beckwith was there, which was you know an amazing. It was the first time that I had met him in person. Um, and um, also, what was really fascinating is Marianne Williamson was a part of that event, and she was running to be the President of the United States of America, which is no small thing. (laughs) So it was a very uh, interesting, auspicious, you know, moment in time and space where we were there to stand up for humanity before the insanity of COVID. (laughs) It was the summer before COVID, really, um, where that all started. And what I think is really interesting, looking at it in retrospect, is we held a vibration. And there was The intention was to hold a light as the sun set during the darkness and to be the light outside of our body once the darkness came. It's very interesting when you look at the times that we're in right now. And I think all that I just think is so beautiful to reflect on saying this out loud tonight is that we have a light inside of us. It's our love. And it gets to be on the outside of us in the world. And if we do that, all of us, which we're doing tonight, we're modeling this and vibrationally doing this energetically tonight, something happens. And I know that this is no small little group of people joining us tonight. We are very powerful, beautiful souls, and we have free will. And with that free will, when we don't consent, something happens. And I don't consent to a lot of the things going on in the world right now. Do you? I don't think you do.
2: And no, I think that heck no.
4: we get to say we don't consent. And, you know, that that power, which, quite frankly, seems to be up to be tested right now with a lot of governments and a lot of things going on in the world. And I say, I still do not consent. And you know what? My soul is eternal. And people need to remember that long beyond this incarnation, all of these souls that do whatever they do are responsible for what they do. And I do not consent to a lot of these things. And I think to remember the power within that alone is where all power comes from. So I just think that, you know, to answer your question, that Washington Monument it was a very powerful moment. And I know a lot of things happened that, that night. And I think that we're, we're here together to remember that the light inside of us, when we, when we really look at our life and our energy, is able to be and manifest outside of ourselves and when we do that well as a co-creator and as creators co-creating something happens so i just love that you've you've asked me today i think it's no coincidence at all that we are here together tonight to do this during these these challenging times um and i just anyone that's listening you know if it's live or on a replay just remember the power that you have within your your heart and your soul and that you are an eternal being of love and you are loved and you're very important. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful way to sort of, I think, just bring, bring this together with my part.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Paul. And I, I love your advice that you mentioned earlier as well um, that we would say to anyone who's feels to be deep in grief or shock or any kind of trauma right now, just just breathe. That's all you have to do. That's very beautiful. And then know that you're not alone. You're never alone. And calling that help from the higher realms, even if you're not the type to ask for human help, but that can be tremendous as well. Even just talking to one friend, um, talking to a counselor who is trained in it. Wonderful. Do you, I just want to quickly ask, do you talk to people who are, who deal with in grief, Paul? Um,
4: oh, yes. Um, you, know, you know, I think just, <laughs> I think that. What happens is when you share your story publicly and openly, with, as I have over the years, um, I believe that, you know, the universe aligns, you know, source is very genius at alignments, right? And we all experience these alignments. So I've, I've helped and supported many people in various, you know, very various, various challenges. And, you know, in spiritual counsel, counseling in the sense of, you know, spiritual guidance, if you will. There is really just the idea that we're a soul friend. And I think, you know, that's the one thing that I've learned all these years is I do my best to just be a soul friend. And I've held healing circles with Louise Hay's work for a number of years now um, as a Heal Your Life teacher. And I have learned more in those moments of healing from others than I could ever heal in my own life, too. So, you know, I just encourage anyone... Louise's work, um, if you find a heal your life teacher, if it's not me, um, it's something that I just think is really powerful because it allows you to go into your childhood a little bit and to bring the child forward into the moment of now. And all my healing for me personally in 2011 was about doing a life review. God showed me to do a life review and to go through my whole life and find my diamond light moments and bring them forward into my heart and nourish them every day and it's good advice to remember to go into the past a little bit and clean it up within yourself and bring bring the child forward and i think you know at the end of the day we become the parent to our child within and when we do that something happens um so that's the sort of um messaging that sometimes i like to bring up in in sort of some guidance if anybody needs that you know that that help um it's helpful
0: wonderful we we greatly appreciate it paul Absolutely wonderful. I just want to say quickly again, that Paul's website is BeKindness.com. And it's B-E-E, like the little black and yellow fellow that buzzes around, Kindness.com. And you'll find a lot of information there. And Paul's work is on iTunes, Spotify. Um, you, You can hear a song here and there on YouTube as well. Go to his website and you'll Um, really sort of enter into his whole world, which is quite international, quite global, probably intergalactic, and uh, very beautiful, full of humanitarian uh, outreach and positivity. And um, I just want to check to see if any of my co-hosts have anything they'd like to ask. Um, It's just been such an honor to have you here, Paul. And you're right, divinely ordained to have you you here at this time.
4: I feel the same way. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of
0: course. I'm so grateful. Of course, Dr. Paul. Yeah, go ahead,
5: (laughs) Reverend Paul, Reverend Dr. Paul. (laughs)
0: Yes,
5: (laughs) this is Tara. And I mean, the first thing in my heart is just like, uh, the sound of your voice just brings joy.
2: Mm, And
5: I don't know what you can say or do to this, but if you feel that you can share some more of your voice with us in song, I would
0: love it.
4: Oh, absolutely. I, um, first of all, thank you so much. I, um, you know, I, I really thank you for, for sharing that. And it's funny, you know, that these titles that I have now, it's so funny. Like I never thought in a million years I would become a doctor. (laughs) So every time I hear it, it sometimes just feels, you know, I'm a a little boy from a little town. (laughs) So it's been a, an emotionally big year for me, just even, you know, fitting this new skin, if you will. Um, and, you know, I, I think, Tara, just to, to just say this one little thing to you is I I think that what's beautiful is how humanity is so gorgeous. And I think right now everybody just needs to hear that and remember that. We are all so beautiful when we just almost take our paddle out of the water and just let the river take us. And I think <sighs> that's what I did when my dad died.
5: You sound like you were raised by your dad. Did you have a mom too?
4: I have an amazing mother. Yeah, yeah. She's an incredible. She's my biggest fan.
5: <laughs> okay, That just had to check because um, you mentioned your dad numerous no, times. No, my
4: mother. My mother is. Um, uh, I wouldn't be who I am without my mother, um, and she is, is the reason, really, why I, I'm the singer and musician that I am. So I thank her immensely. I also had an incredible grandmother. And on both sides, I had very strong women in my life. Um, I would not be half the man I am without the women in my life.
5: So I'm I'm assuming that your mother helped you through when your dad did what he did.
4: Yeah, so we found my dad, yes. So um, my my mother actually found him. um, And my mother... And I have sort of healed together throughout this whole, I mean, my mother's a big part of my spiritual journey as well, doing what I do. Um, And she's a huge supporter. Um, You know, she helped me financially, actually, at the beginning of this too. So she's incredible. We've sort of gone through this thing together, if you will. So it's been a really big ride. So I'm glad you asked about my mom. That makes me happy. I should remember to mention her more.
5: (laughs) Yes.
4: Yes. You,
0: do. You, you do mention your parents in one of the songs. Um... I
4: do. Yeah, I do sing about them, so oh. I guess I do. <laughs> but to answer, so about a song, if you'd like to, one of the songs that I have to say, there's there's two. Caroline, what do you, what's in your heart? Do you think I should do Heal the World or should I do Broken and Whole? What do you think is more appropriate?
0: Wow. They're both powerful. I would have to go with Heal the World.
4: Yeah, I think, I think that's a little. I agree.
0: Work. Okay. All yeah. uh, yeah. That'd be great. So, all said, right, Dawn. Don? Uh, i don't know don are you there um that <laughs> so we could play another track from paul's i,
6: I am here but uh, i don't see heal the world
4: oh so the title oh. track is spheres of love, it spheres has of
0: come, love. Has
6: ah, okay I'm spheres Sorry. of love got that
4: okay. i there. forget my title sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's in the chorus that's why
6: all right here we go
0: thank you Don.
7: deeply through my heart.
3: Oceans and oceans, rivers of love.
7: Circles and spheres of holy love. It's a beautiful My soul, oceans and oceans, rivers of light, circles and spheres of holy light. It's a beautiful thing to be alive with so much light, so. anyways Is it yours or is it mine
8: It's time to hear
0: I was hoping to get through the hour without bursting into tears. I almost made it. <laughs> Paul's music always just just gets to me. It's it's. Um, I mean, I have gotten teary eyed first time I heard "Beautiful World," which is one of his. I think that was your first big uh, cut that you put out in the world and became known for Paul. Yeah, um, right. And I, it just, uh, you know completely flipped me upside down and I just thought wow there's no way you can listen to Paul's music and not be honest with yourself about where you are right now and accept healing for those parts that require healing <laughs> I would say that you can put that down amongst the, the famous quotes on your website Paul
2: <laughs> thank you that's a good one.
5: and Paul this is I just jump in here and just say that the thing yeah. I felt in my heart is two words let's dance.
4: Yeah, I like that a lot. Beautiful. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Thank you for doing that. Thank you for that so much.
2: (laughs) Yes.
4: Thank you, everyone in the circle tonight. I I really, I see all of your beautiful pictures um, facing me and I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you paul we'll let you go i know it's quite late where you are and again paul's website is bekindness.com uh you can also find him on facebook and um any any other contact info paul that you wanted to share
4: no that's beautiful i do on my if anybody's interested too i do a week or oh, sorry a monthly my, my apologies a monthly newsletter um on my website there's a sign up page if you want to be you know, involved or um, a part of the global community. And what I love to just say is what I love about music is so many people have become friends through my community. So just remember if, you know, don't underestimate the power of connecting through music that's high vibrational. Um, I've seen many friendships form around the world through my, you know, my beautiful friends and my soul family around the world. So just don't be afraid to sign up and get involved a little bit in my Facebook conversations and things. There's beautiful people there waiting you know, to, to meet those that are destined to meet each other. So it's a global community. Okay.
0: Beautiful. Thank, Thank you so much, Paul. Wonderful a beautiful
2: night.
0: Oh, many blessings to you. Thank you so much. And, and again, we've been speaking with Reverend Dr. Paul Leftenegger of B B E E kindness.com uh, international award-winning uh, conscious musician an ascension guide and uh, energy healer, I feel. And uh, we're just very thankful to him for being here, particularly at this difficult time for us here in the U S and uh, a very interesting time on the planet. <laughs> so um, I wanted to go around quickly. If you, if my co-host would like to do, um, you know, energy updates, um, I'm more than happy to do that. I don't know how late you want to go with the show, but I, um, Micah, if you've got an update or, or Randy, this is um, a perfect time to jump in there and offer that. My update is that even though things are, look to be very bizarre and disjointed, uh, we are learning about unity, even in all the madness. Our souls are coming in to shine through us more powerfully than ever. So um, I don't know, Micah, have you got an update or anything from Cash you wanted to share? Um, or maybe Randy does. Whoever wants to jump in. If not, I'll pass the talking stick to someone else. Okay. I don't know if, Micah, um, Randy's passing that stick to you. Or, um, Omina, if you're still on, would you like to uh,
2: jump I'm still in here.
0: With an update. Wonderful. If you'd like to jump in with an energy update and just, um, you know. Let us know where you think things are in the universe. (laughs) Right. Well, I don't
1: think I have an energy update because the energy is so chaotic right now. As I mentioned when I did on the oneness, if we're not in the oneness, we're in chaos. We can't be doing both at the same time. Yeah. And I still would urge everyone to do the meditation, send out the healing to everyone. I loved our guest. He was great, Caroline, and his music is beautiful. And I'm yeah. so happy that he played it. Yeah. You know, so, um, I think that's really good for all of us to tune into that and just feel that vibration is really good. Any good vibration that we can tune into, whether it's a memory, a fond memory you have of childhood, any good memory. If you don't know how to send out energy, send out that loving memory to all the people have lost children. That is the most tragic thing. And on top of it, when you're losing true violence like that, it's a it's a parent's worst nightmare because you can almost feel your child you are you, you can feel your child suffering. That's the number one thing parents ask. However they died, did they suffer? So can you imagine when they when they died tragically the way they did? That takes a tremendous amount of healing because it's such a nightmare, a nightmare for the parents, a nightmare for the family, a nightmare for those children of the teacher and her husband who died of a heart attack. I'm sure the whole thing was too much for him. They'd been married for 24 years or 25 years, leaving four children. I'm sure the children are older, but nonetheless, it's just a nightmare. And I totally, totally feel for them. And that's where the vicarious trauma comes in. It's enough to make you shed your tears. And we can do that with emotion without taking on the tragedy. We just ask and send the blessing. Send that golden disc every time you think of it. Because that is a powerful tool. It's one of the po- tools I was giving in a meditation.
0: That Thank is you. such a powerful Absolutely beautiful image. Thank you so much for it that. It is. And it, it, it's it's oh. it's it's so powerful
1: that we just have to have the intention of sending it out for healing. I pass That's the
0: talking stick. Wonderful, beautiful, thank you so much. And um yes, of course, uh we're all offering love and support and compassion and just you know, if you don't know how to do that image, a line of light go out from your heart to the family members, particularly parents and grandparents uh, and the siblings who lost uh, loved ones. um, And then the children of of these uh, two dear women, the teachers, um, just a line of light from your heart to theirs and just say to them, you're not alone. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so Randy, uh, if you would like to go next, that would be great. Pass our talking stick to you.
9: Thank you, Caroline. I want to go back into history about something maybe people are not aware of. The largest mass shooting in U.S. history happened December 29th, 1890. 297 Sioux Indians at Wounded Knee on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota were murdered by federal agents and members of the 7th Cavalry who had come to confiscate their firearms for their own safety and protection. The slaughter began after the majority of the Sioux had peacefully turned in their weapons. The cavalry began shooting and managed to wipe out the entire camp. 200 of these victims were women and children. So Wounded Knee was among the first federally backed gun confiscation attempts in U.S. history. It ended in the senseless murder of 297. People. Guns do not kill people. People kill people. This is what we have to realize. The gun sitting in the gun shop doesn't kill a single person. It takes someone to walk into the gun shop and buy the gun and then lose their mind. Now, there's something very fishy about one of these last shootings. We have an 18 year old boy who shot his grandmother just happens to have $5,000 worth of guns, ammo, and a $70,000 pickup truck. Something doesn't ring right with that story. I mean, there are other things that the police waited hours before they went into into the last school. Why would they do that? Aren't these police trained to handle situations like this? This is the thing I question. If the police are trained for exactly this scenario— And what a lot of people don't realize, last year in Texas, a lot of the schools initiated a special program where the reservists and the veterans would take time and guard all the schools to make sure only the school children and the teachers went in and out. So we really have to look at the policies that are in place, because here's another shocker. Would you realize that some schools in the United States now will not get lunch money unless they allow the boys to go into the girls' restrooms? This is verging on insanity. Galactics, we ask you for help in the energy to understand why we, the human race, have allowed ourselves to, to get to this point the planet needs a reboot and a healing i pass the talking stick
0: all right thank you randy um i can say for myself i am powerfully um behind gun law reform i don't feel that guns answer are the answer to anything but um you know we do entertain different sides of and different viewpoints on the show, and it is a very open discussion that way and so that's why you will hear varying viewpoints on the show but um okay, so I don't know, Penny, did you want to uh chip in any ideas uh before ramantara? We can pass that talking stick to you if you'd like uh otherwise uh Caroline, oh, I think Micah's ready now. Oh, Micah? Are you there, sir? <laughs> Friend of the North? Um, I don't know. He's still muted, Tara. And I'm not hearing from Penny either. So do you and Rama then want to go ahead with your update? And from there, um, if Rama could give his white knight report, that would be terrific. We can pass that talking stick to you greetings
6: greetings
5: i'm just like i'm still in bliss listening to that beautiful soul sing to us
6: (laughs) yeah it's a little hard to talk with the energies and frequencies he brought through um (sighs) calling in all all the Beings of the various realms, and what I could say about what has gone on with this whole fiasco. To cut to the chase, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, and Governor Greg Abbott planned this, and. It is about these life forms that are going to be leaving soon. And that's up to Mother and how I could just say, like Reverend Paul called in all the archangels, they are here make no bones about it, and the frequencies are very high. And like I was told today by Ranamu, they are in their very last moments, and um, having kindness, love, and compassion is the best way we can walk through this without um, creating more samsara so to speak. I to pass the talking stick.
5: Well, you got something to oh. read to everybody, but I'll just throw a little bit in here from the Oracle report before you do that. Okay. It was right on the money as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> it's number one wind. And in parentheses, that soul Keen, Sacred Count, means unity of expression and the moon is in aries which means that we got initial fire in our plate tonight and we're talking about the fire of spirit and um we're in the third quarter moon phase which is complete tasks in other words wrap it up from that old paradigm Complete tasks take personal responsibility for leading the way into the now moment of the new dispensation. The mission is look at it another way. I thought that was pretty bright, very bright idea. And the, uh, the space weather today is like we said one wind. People are aggressively verbalizing their thoughts. The Sun is discharging a radical magazine, asking for action, displays a sensational front page. Like minds, especially Second Amendment opponents, call for radical changes to American society. It could not be truer the world everyone and it's in our hands yes okay so wiser heads prevail with the earth discharging quote an old owl up in a tree a wise old owl is quiet and watches all that's happening a wise owl knows that there are other things happening and does not become distracted by what the quote other hand is doing. We know that a plan to capitalize on tragedy will always be taken when it occurs. We also know what happens when satanic values are instilled in young people instead of the golden rule. We take spiritual inspiration from what is blowing in the wind and persistently work around obstacles. Second chances may show up today, teaching us that what we believe is more than possible. The imagination is key today, and we are ripe for it now, now that Mars has entered Aries, its home sign. Wow. Mars is also conjunct Jupiter, and we'll make exact conjunction on Sunday, the eve of the new moon in Gemini. Okay, so Mars conjunct Jupiter, that's, Mars is, uh, um, it's our sister planet, and it's the fifth planet, right, from the sun, and the Earth is the fourth planet. Let's see, wait a minute. Mercury, Venus,
6: Earth, Earth.
5: or the third planet.
6: Third rock from the sun. Okay,
5: so then Mars is the fourth planet from the sun. Right. Mars and then?
6: Moldek, which is the asteroid belt, was the fifth planet.
5: It used to be a planet, but it broke up. Yes. So it's got a, a belt around there
6: asteroid belt.
5: yes and then Jupiter okay so Mars conjunct Jupiter Jupiter's tremendous prosperity expansion freedom in so many ways and Mars how do we describe Mars you know they say men for, are from Mars women are from Venus Um. I would say it's a very direct uh, leadership role with forcefulness. Um, and uh, Aries is, is the home signs for it. And Aries, we've got this this Aries moon, and that's the first uh, sign in the whole zodiac. So, whole zodiac. Of 12 a whole 12 actually 13 if you add Ophiuchus Ophiuchus is November 30th till December 17th I believe in the uh, 13 sign uh, travel around the uh, around our sun. Uh the point I'm making is that we're not just going in the same orbit in the same place our sun is moving at 200 kilometers per second and it's traveling back from whence it came whence did the sun come from and where where it came from is from the pleiades and we're actually on our way back there right now it's a bit of a journey yet um uh, as we could go on from here, um, we're talking about the wise owl. We know that a plan to capitalize on tragedy will always be taken when it occurs. We also know what happens when satanic values are instilled in young people instead of the golden rule. Mm, boy. We take spiritual inspiration from what is blowing in the wind and persistently work around obstacles. Second chances may show up today, teaching us that we believe what we believe is more than possible. The imagination is key today. We are ripe for it now. Now that Mars has entered Aries, yes, great initiation here its home sign. Mars is also conjunct Jupiter and will make exact conjunction on Sunday. The eve of the new moon in Gemini. Mm -hmm. And that eve of the new moon in Gemini um, introduces us on Sunday evening to Monday, Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And when Mama reads um, what he's going to read when I'm done here, You'll see um, on this day, the, the the reading for today, Thursday, uh, the implications of the eve of the new moon in Gemini, come next Monday, Memorial Day. Expansive energy exists with Mars and Jupiter, among other things. As we are not playing into the archon's mind control, we can use a lot, utilize this extra boost. To fortify our imaginations. Imagine all the people living in a world of peace. Why? Because the train has left the old world station. It is on its own until it crashes. And crash it will. We see it clearly. Safe money is on second renaissance. <laughs> I like that. Second Renaissance exists in our minds first, then becomes real, as all things do. Yet in Second Renaissance, low vibrational tendencies do not manifest. They wither and they die in the cold, old wind. Second Renaissance types of ideas that we can build into the future come from psyches devoid of fear, or we could say the avoidance of fear, no fear. Mars and Aries along with Jupiter, Chiron, Aries and Venus in Aries certainly stimulates enough fodder for fear. While the sun and the wind are discharging frequencies that can lead to Overreaction. The other Sabian symbols today are very second Renaissance. Mercury is at quote two cobblers working at a table. Men the meaning cooperation, sharing work, working persistently. Venus is quote at through imagination. A lost opportunity is regained. And another meaning for that is hope renewed. And Mars is at the very first degree of the Zodiac with, quote, a woman has risen out of the ocean. Mm. A seal is embracing her. Mm. Her, S-E-A-L. Beginnings, the pool of Pluto Manifests something a divine seal blesses the new as the wise owl sabian symbol shows up we get another point of view hopefully that point of view lifts us above the problem the new world order train is off and will carry itself out until its final imminent end What is unclear is how the new world will be. There's where we want to focus our attention. The frequencies of the future are open. We take the open higher vibrational frequencies of what we know is possible. The old world deserves none of our energy. Disregard it to the point of only knowing what you know what you need to know in everyday life, as we become attached to the old world, uh, how the how the old world falls down, we will remain in fear, and our energy will be lost in the worry of chaos. This may be too much to ask of people, as the world is in World War Three. Yet even more so. In other words, even though. It doesn't necessarily look like that. That's what's going on physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, cosmically. We're in World War III right now. Yet, even more so with the ongoing trauma of slow death via the reset of the New World Order. Who would ask this of wise owls? It is in the wind. And I'm just going to say the word Nasara now. And I'm going to pass the talking stick to my dear. Yes, Caroline, did I hear you ask something?
0: Yeah, I was just agreeing. Yes, Nasara. now, definitely. And (laughs) any any info Rama can give us right now would be greatly appreciated, let me tell you. Here Um, you go. Start reading, Rama. Hurry up.
6: (laughs) And um, I'm going to quickly just put my heart of my sleeve and ask for help to be able to pay bbs radio we are way behind and two
5: weeks at six hundred dollars there and then we have a that's 771 dollars that we are uh gratefully requiring here to get on par again.
6: Yes. And, and we, yes, we can do it. We and we do, do need this. help with gas and food and basics. And Yes. And, oh, my God. This is Friday. The, uh, His Holiness. The Dalai Lama. Various, various emotions are part of our mind and part of our life. Jealousy that amounts to competitiveness can stimulate us to achieve more. Then it's good. When the result is that we try to harm others to beat them, it it's to be avoided. Uh, this is Friday at eleven thirty-five a.m. This morning I went and sat in the plasma field. It showed me the full-blood moon lunar eclipse from Monday morning, 12.14 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And the ripples that are going out ever since from that lunar eclipse have gone past Pluto and are entering the asteroid field beyond Pluto, Persephone, Vulcan, and other unreported planets at this time. We have 14 planets in total. There is much more to be revealed because this is about 13,000 years of amnesia. If you can grok it, it's it's a big deal. There are many solar flares going on and they have been going on every couple hours. Ever since early this morning, this is Friday, this is causing spikes in the human resonance. And as we can keep our hearts open, we can receive their ever-increasing high heart energy and send out the solar flares across the cosmos and to all of humanity because it lifts us up. The plasma field said to me and everyone, Lord Rama, be gentle with yourselves, drink ample water, and spread loving kindness around this loving planet. Satnam Namaste, blaze of violet fire. This is Monday, His Holiness speaks. In the past, our nations were more or less in independent of each other. People's lives in villages that were self-sufficient. So the words we and us referred to a small group of people. Today the reality is different. We are all brothers and sisters and we have to live together. This is Monday. I received a text message from Tom, the ring Tail cat in Sweet Jan to leak the cat today. It was 1130 a.m. right this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flares are getting more and more intense. The energies are very ripe for something to shift. That something is our friends from the various realms who are making themselves known as we ask them to show up, they show up, leave the dark side alone, as well as any and all misqualified energies. We are in such an auspicious place. Satnam Namaste, blaze divine. This is Tuesday. I received a call from Natasha at 12.33 p.m. This early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, I am in an undisclosed location very near the Arctic Circle. To me, it sounded like Lady Natasha was in a very large room, maybe a cavern or like a shuttlecraft warehouse bay somewhere up there she continued lord rama the dark side is being exposed every day now they are going down fast that's why every day you hear about shootings somewhere in the world
8: Mm.
6: we are at a great crossroads with the energies the light that's coming in has never been here on the planet before. This is because Earth and our entire solar system is moving across the galactic plane to the center of our Milky Way galaxy. Our scientists and physicists are perplexed with the higher frequencies coming in. I mean, as soon as stuff happens around the space station and the stuff around the sun, NASA, never a straight answer. That's what that means. They block it out on the internet and stuff. And (laughs) it's a trip. Uh, uh, This is me. I said at this point to Lady Natasha, we are at a critical juncture, crossroads ourselves, taking care of our basic necessities. Natasha said, I wish I could help you. Go and put your message out and talk about this on the call tonight. And I thank everyone profusely for helping us get our computer back. And I'm learning Windows 10 fast. (laughs) We are at the end of this story. I wish I could tell you a day. Yet stay in your high heart. Focus on love and compassion for the ones who are taking a ride to Draco's. I will say it again. We are at the end of this story. This eclipse has brought us all, brought out, brought up all the skeletons in the closet. Send more love. The transfiguration of our son, Saul, is the biggest thing going on right now. And all of heaven is here to witness it. If, This was the front page news. Uh, It would change what's going on around the planet as we could tune into the sun and see it's a living being and it's talking to us every single day with the solar flares coming in. Look at the sunrise and sunset and you may see our craft as plain as day you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat Nam Namaste. P.S. I asked Natasha about the ship prisons and the 500,000 who are being taken to Dracos never to return. Natasha answered simply, everything is going to be revealed momentarily. And um, this is uh. Tanya Gabrielle, speaking about Venus blessings in this 11 universal month. During the final week of May, we, an exciting 11 universal month, Venus creates double blessings. Today, Venus is sextile to Saturn. On May twenty-seven. Venus squares Pluto. Both connections facilitate productivity and passion. Coupled with the 11 Universal Month for May, you have big opportunities to manifest double new beginnings aligned with that master number 11. Enhance abundance in your life, commit deeply to love and <sighs> partnerships. Take pleasure in your accomplishments. Dive into your creative nature. You have heightened intuition and a rich imagination. Eleven and Venus stimulate innovation and independence, especially in the area of love, beauty, pleasure, and prosperity. Change up your energy to explore exciting new pathways. Are you living in your mind and thoughts? Or are you using innovation to create something new? Venus and 11 create a new gateway for you to penetrate joy and pleasure in your life. Just remember, you have to generate joy. So do what spirit guides you to do. Keep focusing on that guidance. Spirit only works in the present moment. So so keep building something new now, not later. Right now, Venus and 11 are laying the energetic groundwork through joyful immersion in the present moment. And this is Tuesday. I received a call from Natasha at 1230. Oh, I'm done with that. Uh, okay, this is... Uh,
0: Anything a little more recent.
6: <laughs> yes, this is Wednesday. I received the... I created... A Jedi Council today, a little bit south of Santa Fe, in an open field. It was 11.50 a.m. I sat in the middle of the circle and began to spin my crystals. In about 15 minutes, Lady Masternata showed up in the circle, along with Mr. X, Fingdel Nor, and the Poppy Lady. They all said to me, Lord Rama, from a galactic perspective, there is no place in our culture here on Earth for this kind of unconscious behavior. What happened yesterday in Texas is about the white evangelical colonists and invaders to Turtle Island. Colonists. Civilization and subjugation have no place in any civilization. This is a very old, old story. It goes back to Babylon and the ancient story of innovation and of invasion and occupation by the Anunnaki or the fallen angels. With this upcoming new moon. Let us work with the energies of Venus. Lady Nada at this point said, I have sat in many Galactic Council meetings with Lady Master Venus, both on Venus and at the Solar Tribunal on Saturn. She is a very wise goddess and looks like Lady Aphrodite. Stay in the high heart. This... Is going to get more intense. Have love and compassion for all beings. See you in the light of the most radiant ones. Sat Nam Namaste, blaze of violet Fire. And this is today. I received a text message at 1121 a.m. this morning from Ranamu. She said to me, Lord Rama, watch Uranus turn this whole story around. There is sudden change in the air. Everyone is on edge. It is about the higher frequencies of the sun coming in, as well as the exposure of the old empire's 13,000 years of mind control. The dark side is going down now very fast. The Pentagon is on high alert this whole weekend. Their very last card is a false flag event, a fake ET invasion. Captain Astar is at the helm and ready. You may see an EBS alert emergency broadcast system on your screen, followed by official news and information from a galactic representative. And you will see it on TV, hear it on radio, and see and hear it on your smart devices. Bill Gates is in the crosshairs of his own dark side people. Let us have love and compassion for the souls of all those dark ones who are going to take uh, going on a little journey. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, namaste, place of Ivory Fire. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Wow, this is quite an amazing
0: update. Um, I am just a a little bit unsure when she says um, one of your contacts is saying um, things are, are going to get even more intense. Um, did they give any clue as to what they were referring to more strange, awful events or
6: what she, what uh, both Natasha and Ronamu are speaking about? Is every day now, both on the lamestream media and the alternative media on the planet, they're more and more coming out with how. The best way I can describe it is the white evangelical colonists invaders are getting exposed. This is huge because this planet is a rainbow nation. We are all one people. And it's like John Lennon's song, you know, no borders. Imagine all the people. And every day, more and more folks are coming out and just saying, I've had it enough. You know, why can't we learn to work with each other, integrate with each other, whether we're blue or green or brown or purple? And what it has to do is with the... 13,000 years of mind control are the
2: <sighs>
6: what Natasha and Ron are telling me is these guys the dark side are very much out of options as you know in the sense you know of course they will never surrender or back down they will go down you know, dying in battle. That's their way, and have love and compassion for them. And the way it's been described to me by many of the galactic councils and the space commanders is understand or understand, overstand this ancient, ancient story has a lot to do with what has not been told but is starting to get leaked out in the most unlikely of places but it is happening on this tv show on history channel called ancient aliens and it's no accident zachariah sitchin you know they took him out so to speak because he wrote The Lost Book of Enki, the entire story of the Nephilim, Anunnaki, fallen angels, whatever you want to call it. And um, Eric Bondanikin has been screaming to the heavens about this story, as long as I can remember, since the 70s. Now this stuff is starting to come out and linking it up with Babylon. Uh, Iraq and Syria and the entire Fertile Crescent in, you know, that area of the Middle East. This is where the original Nephilim, Anunnaki, Nibiruans ruins landed and set up civilization. All the stories talk about this. Matthias talks about this. Graham Hancock. William Henry, I can go on with all the names, Nassim, Harmin, it is about how they help to create civilization but they mind control this and they use the advanced technologies of Nibiru to change the narrative and mess with our DNA to take us from 12 strands of DNA or 144,000 strands of DNA down to two. And um, this is why we got a problem with what we're looking at in Texas and in other places in the United States. And I just got to say, this is the only place on the planet this kind of stuff happens, like we said on your call last night. Maybe the only other place this stuff is in Central America. Yeah. But we helped to create those failed foreign policies, the economic jackals who break, pillage, and plunder the Latin American countries because this is all Turtle Island, North and South America. And Mm -hmm. the economic jackals are tied in with the World Economic Forum Davos, Switzerland. And they are not happy with the state of affairs on the planet right now in their current meeting because they know they are being hunted down. Yeah. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. And it is about the divine retribution. It's not about revenge of the Sith, but it is about accountability where you can't pillage and plunder an entire planet and put it up for sale. that it just it ain't gonna work
0: <laughs> on the New York Stock Exchange no less. yeah, right? <laughs> wow, wow, um I you know everything you say is fascinating rama and i'm wondering what you're feeling i don't know if your people said anything about it but when you say that the pentagon is on high alert this whole weekend um because it, i don't know maybe they got word that there's going to be a fake et invasion or do you feel that there are good people conscious people in the in the pentagon who are keeping an eye on things so as not to let it all spin out of control the way the old crowd would love it to
6: I think that there are good people in the Pentagon that are, they know Dr. Greer and they know many of the whistleblowers and there are more of them than the dark side. Really? uh, Yeah. That's good. And as push were to come to shove, you know, like I keep saying till I'm blue (laughs) and I don't mind blue skin. Um, Captain Astar has this one and I'm not kidding. They will take to the airwaves and don't interrupt it just like they did in 1977. And all the governments on this planet are going to have egg on their face and they're going to have to try to figure out how to talk about this because there are tremendous lies that have gone on Mm. and it has to do with racism That is so huge. This is why we have what we have. And people like Ted Cruz, who can't live a flying, you know what, about these children or the others, the two teachers. I mean, these people, they have no soul. This Mm -hmm. is why I got to say loving presence. I could get angry, but that doesn't solve anything. Central love send the violet flame the threefold flame what reverend paul was talking about when you call in these archangels and they you physically feel them and sense them and see them stuff happens and i mean it is right out of the avenger movies i passed the talking stick (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right
0: well um I'm glad that you keep reiterating and your people keep reiterating. Captain Ashtar is at the helm and ready. <laughs> I'm very glad. I'm kind of curious to know what did you get any sense at all? They probably, well, I don't know if they told you or not, but I'm curious to know what Bill Gates did to be in the crosshairs of his own dark.
6: Huh. <laughs> what What's going on with Bill Gates is that. Uh, <laughs> Miss Maxwell, sitting at prison, has been starting to spill her beans about the Black Book. And Madam, oh. Palfrey, oh. and Madam Palfrey, the DC Madam. And when this is all said and done, half of Congress is going to be listed in that little Black Book.
0: Probably more oh. than that. Yeah. <laughs> Micah is is (laughs) intoning his reactions there.
6: How how can you sit with a straight face and look at these people in Washington and not get angry or upset and that's our test to not get caught in the anger and the judgment because then it takes us down and I have to admit there are days where I cry oceans of tears about this out in the world and I give it up to the universe and as I sit and breathe and I ask for divine guidance, it works. Yeah. And it doesn't work to get angry because that's what these guys do. Oh, I'm going to do something about it. And I'm going to buy a gun. That doesn't solve anything. No. Rama, you are, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just sharing what the man told me to share. Captain Ashtar. (laughs) Captain Ashtar, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I I just, uh, I feel, you know, I think we all feel very on edge that we're very, very thankful that the Ashtar Command are at the ready and um, watching, you know, on high alert probably, and I think Rama has told us that before and ready to um, intervene if needed. Um, I I also feel like um, it's edgy for us here because we're mainly used to the dark side being pretty much in control, not completely, but pretty much. And we're wondering, you know, how many more desperate things are they going to pull uh, before they get knocked out of their place? And it's just... Um, it's just a tenuous time in that way. Maybe. And I think we're having to stay in very much in the present moment, stay in your breath, stay in your body, and keep calling in intervention on the highest level. Um, yes. Yeah, very intense time. Um, so you're saying it was Abbott, quote-unquote Governor Abbott, and, and old Ted Cruz, and who else was it behind it? Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, Trump. That's right. You said, wow.
6: Oh my God! Ugh. These people have no soul.
5: Well, we have to remember that Donald Trump—he's
6: a hologram.
5: That he—he's a hologram, and so is Hillary Clinton. So the two of them, the primary um, runners in 2016, are that, and that really pretty much says it all because that's the old paradigm. There was that grand finale that they were running those two, and those two have been relegated to the hologram (laughs) department.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I guess we can look at closing for the evening, unless someone has something else to say. Um, I don't know if you wanted to chime in at all, Micah. Um, I'm not sure, Lord Rama, how Uranus is turning this whole story around. (laughs) Does it have special energies, that
6: planet? Um, what I could say about it is that more and more people are coming to the realization that love and compassion heals this story.
3: Uh,
6: and uh, going around in circles talking about the failed government when are elected officials or rather selected officials because it's always about the money. It's never about anything else. It's never anything else. And I mean, Mr. X has told me numerous times, if you saw the piles of cash that these people get bribed with by the lobbyists and the other defense contractors. It is a scene right out of The Godfather or Goodfellas. And, and why are we playing with, you know, criminal gangs on this planet? And to take it to a next level, the Anunnaki, I mean, that's the ultimate sort of, Drama that's being played out with exotic weapons they'd like to play with, like the chemtrails and the. They LC- already
2: did that.
6: Yeah, and it's been going on for 40 something years or more. Mm-hmm. And the geoengineering, how they're trying to blot out the sun by spraying these chemicals in our atmosphere worldwide, what they're finding out is they can't block out the light that's coming from <laughs> the sun. They'd rather kill us all than, you know. I'm sorry. Excuse me.
9: Forgive me. It's
5: true. You can get a word in edgeways now, Mike, if you please.
9: <laughs> you know, they tell us to trust the science, but just follow the money. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, it, uh, there's. They're not going to be able to outrun this. No. They kidded themselves that they could because they thought they could exploit the earth indefinitely and run human consciousness indefinitely. And yeah. uh, it's bigger than that now. It's, oh okay. yeah, the whole the whole thing has changed. So, well, thank you so much, everyone. Micah,
6: thank you, you Micah.
5: Did you want to say anything more? Just checking.
6: Oh, the. Uh... Just grateful to be here. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. All righty. Well, thank you so much to my co-hosts and uh, Penny and Micah for being here as well. And um, huge thanks to our guest earlier, Dr. Paul Leftenegger and um, his beautiful healing music. And uh, I think Penny's picked out another one of his songs for us to um, to listen to. I'm going to have to... I always take a moment to type in Music Maestro Please, which is what Marita always said when she had Stargate round table. <laughs> and um, we'll ask Dawn to play our exit music. And um, we're we're really just full of thanks that, um, that Paul was able to be here this evening and it, I feel it was, it was just providential. It was divinely ordained because we so needed healing music. And again, you can find him on YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all these different platforms. I love that he's an independent musician and owns his old catalog. If you are part of Paul's fan base, you can help You know, chip in anything to support the next album. Uh, his most recent is spheres of love and we heard the title track from that it was a song where they he was singing the chorus come on and heal the world um and again his website is bekindness bee kindness.com so don i think we're ready for our exit music whenever you're there might take a moment we can sort of hum <laughs>
7: the sun